wrapping up the positional breakdowns with one of the best groups on the Gophers roster. Today we do safeties and you know what? It's promising both now and in the future. Let's talk about it today. You are no locked on happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, now here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. We're back at it again, folks. We're wrapping up the positional breakdowns, and today is a day that is a good one. It's a good one, and I just want to remind you to follow and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them. So be sure to follow wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube. I appreciate it. It helps others find the channel, but it also helps us build the community and this thing that we are doing. So we're going to jump right in. We're going to jump into the final position, and that is the safeties. Now, talking about departures, there weren't really any major departures, any heavily contributing departures in that safety room, which has helped lead us to it being one of the best rooms for the Golden Gophers this 2022 season. Now, that's great news. It's absolutely great news. You've got both of your starters coming back, but let's talk about the depth of the position overall. So... First, we're going to jump in talking about Tyler Newbin. Of course, we have to talk about Tyler Newbin, a very productive player for this defense last year and even the year prior. He made a big jump in 21. Uh, The safeties coach, Danny Collins, mentioned it had a lot to do with a greater understanding of the defense, and it looks like he has an even deeper understanding and a deeper connection this fall as he looks fast. He looks aggressive. He looks like he's in the right place at the right time. He's had at least two interceptions during the practices that have been open to the media. So I'm sure that he has more than that. He's, He's looking good. And so overall, he's also been a spark plug on this defense. He's been the energy. He's been the fire on this defense and getting those guys amped up. Uh, along with Mariano Sori Marin. Now, last year he was a Big Ten honorable mention and the guaranteed rate bowl M- defensive MVP. In 2021, he started 13 games. He was third on the team with 52 tackles, one sack, three interceptions, and two pass breakups. And in that bowl game versus West Virginia, he had eight tackles, one sack, and a pass breakup. Now, in 2020, He was also extremely intriguing. He had 41 tackles in that seven-game season and also had a forced fumble and an interception. So you saw the flashes, you saw the spark there, and that's just what got us like, whoa, this guy can, he can do this. He can be that guy. And we've seen the progression, 
but the best is yet to come with another leap he's likely going to be on many NFL radars. And thus far, it looks like he's ready to take that leap, that he's ready to back that up. And overall, Newbin has two years of eligibility left. I think he can be right up there at the best with the best of the safeties in the conference, like individual, like with Xavier Henderson, with Jair Brown, but they're getting national recognition right now. Tyler Newbin, he might be right now currently a tier below them. We haven't seen his best yet. His best is still yet to come, and that is a sentiment that has been spoken by coaches alike, by teammates alike, by Newbin, who says that he's still got more. He's still got more to prove. So Tyler Newbin, extremely, extremely talented guy in the de- on the defense, uh, spark plug, motor for the defense, and I look forward to seeing an even better season from him in 2022. Now, you can't talk about Newbin in the safety room without talking about Jordan Howden. Those two started all the games last year at the safety position. Jordan Howden was an absolute leader on the defense. He started in 12 games, 43 tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, five pass breakups. In 2020, he saw seven games because of the COVID year again. He made 37 tackles and had a pass breakup. 2019, he started 12 games, 13 He started 12 of the 13, played in all 13. He had 57 tackles, 40 solo tackles, six pass breakups, and an interception. And then in 2018, he started five games, played 13, had 45 tackles, 28 solo, three pass breakups, and one interception. I just went across all four of his years here at the University of Minnesota. And what you see is a staple of consistency. He is a leader across the defense, but he is also extremely consistent. He doesn't make mistakes often, and he's very reliable. So he you can count on him to be in the right position. Now, the biggest thing is having the details of the defense like second nature. That's what he's working on. That's what he's getting into. And here's what Howden said Coach Danny Collins has him focusing on. Um, really just, uh, you know, again, my details, my technique to, to the standard. Just being better than the past years, you know. Um, you know, there's always something to get better at. So, you know, even like in the film room with the guys and even the, uh, the young guys and stuff like that. So just trying to mentor them as well. So I feel like that's the biggest So as you see, Jordan Howden's putting that work in. He's ready to also take that next step. Now, I think together these guys are extremely special. We've seen it. We saw them lead a top 10 defensive unit. And the biggest thing now is capitalizing. Capitalizing, keeping the main thing the main thing, shining up on the little details, and this room can only get better. Now, another player in the safety room that we've already discussed a little bit is starting nickelback and backup safety, Michael Flip Dixon. He's extremely versatile, like we said in yesterday's show. If you haven't caught what we said about him, be sure to listen to the cornerback show from yesterday. He'll be a matchup nightmare for opposing players, opposing teams a lot this season. He is difficult because if he's lining up in the nickel or at the safety, 
he's typically taking on tight ends, running backs, slot receivers. Well, he is going to be a physicality problem with running backs and slot receivers. He's going to be able to keep up with them as well. On top of tight ends, he is going to be fast enough and physical to mess with them. So it's just like he's a matchup nightmare. He's going to be a fun player to watch this season. And yesterday we heard Coach Rossi talk about him and what his versatility means to the team. So again, be sure to check that out because I'm going to keep it brief on him today. But overall, last year he played in 13 games in the 21 season, started one game, had 12 total tackles and one interception. Now, the safety room, it's not super deep. It's not super deep at all. But what we see is two guys that have been really stepping up in those backup roles that could be the guys for years to come. The first is Coleman Bryson, a true freshman that is talented, very high IQ on the football team. He has stood out to the coaches and Coach Fleck, and the expectation is that he is likely going to play as a true freshman, not just the first four games, or not just four games throughout the season where you can keep your redshirt. He's likely going to play like multiple games in multiple facets. He's going to contribute. And so that's something to be interested in. Barring injuries at other positions, he will like most likely see the most time of any true freshman on the roster. Now, he's a three-star recruit who went to high school in Georgia. Both him and the next guy we talk about both played high school ball in Georgia. It seems like we find a lot of studs out there in Georgia. I'm just saying, you got Bateman, you've got these two, and there's many others that have come that way. So let's keep recruiting in Georgia, I'm just saying. But his senior year, he had 92 tackles, four sacks, three interceptions, and a blocked field goal. He also shows athleticism. He he showed the athleticism in his high school career, playing on the offensive side of ball as well, where he had 27 rushes for 205 touchdowns. touchdowns holy crap can you imagine 205 touchdowns no 205 yards with three touchdowns and then he had six receptions for 104 yards which was about 18 yards a pop when it came to him and his receptions and he also had a touchdown through the air as well so don't just hear me on Coleman Bryson and his future and his outlooks but here's what coach PJ Fleck had to say about Bryson the offensive coordinator uh, at some point, right, throughout practice, looks up, comes back to you and says, that kid's going to be a hell of a player. Right now, points it. Talk about Coleman Bryce. He's a true freshman. Um, that's where you know, that's when you know that kid is opening a lot of eyes. For him to come in here and do what he's done is very impressive, especially because he's just not physically mature yet. Uh, he's got a lot of development to go, but how fast he's playing, how well he's been able to pick up the defense. Another amazing per- He's a way better person than he is a football player, and he's a special football player. He's got an incredible family, and uh, he's going to be, he's going to probably play for us this year. Um, you know, I mean, he's, he's a guy that we see him on special teams, and, you know, we can talk about the four games or not. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know if he'll do that. I think he's going to play play. So that is just one promising guy of the two that we are talking about that look like they could be the guys for years to come. Now Darius Green is the second of those guys, also from Georgia High School Ball. He didn't see any time his true freshman season last year, and that will change in his redshirt freshman year. He is definitely still learning the system. You can see that on the field, in these camps, in these practices, but... 
he's definitely still learning the system and the position and you could see that in the practices overall there were mistakes here and there but in this present fall camp he has been progressing and he shows that he's more than capable when working with the two so it seems like he is a quick learner he's not making the same mistake many times if at all he's typically correcting them you can see him out there asking questions he's got the speed i mean in high school he ran a 10 6 100 meter dash so he's moving and it's it's going to be a big developmental year for darius green this season where he'll be uh asked to step in occasionally and help fill the gap help fill the void make it seamless in those reps where he gets on the field defensively <clears throat> but really he's going to be asked to absorb as much knowledge as possible this season while playing behind Howden and Newbin. He's got four years of eligibility left. Now that is the main majority of the safety room, but we do have players cross-training at the safety. And so there were a couple guys that just we talked about yesterday in the cornerbacks room, so I'm not going to dive deep again, but... They are cross-training at safety, getting that development, and it's not, it's not rocket science. It's something that you can transition across the, D, the entire D-backs room, being able to learn the concepts and put yourself in better positions. So, like I said, we're, we're potentially losing, we're going to lose Howden this year, last year of eligibility, potentially losing Newbin if he has an absolutely fantastic year. So you have to build that depth. You can't just have two guys behind them and that's it. Or if there's an injury, you have to build that depth. So we've got guys cross-training. Uh, plus, if Flip locks in as a necessity at the nickel and then you lose those two guys at the top, that means you only have two guys coming back. Now, you only have one commit in the 2023 class in KB or Kerry Brown who is a safety position. Hopefully, still hopeful, fingers crossed, we're hoping, that Marjavius Moss heads this way as well, but that's still up in the air. But right now, the only player in the group of cross-training guys that is likely to travel and see some meaningful snaps on defense is Jalen Glaze. But let's talk about, let me just give you those names of the guys cross-training. That's Steven Ortiz Jr., former four-star cornerback, uh, is working a lot with the scout team on the DB or in the cornerback room, but also cross-training. Miles Fleming. Miles Fleming will likely, not likely, but possibly travel. Probably will work a lot of special teams if he does, but he is a guy that is also seeing the opportunity to cross-train at safety. And then you got Aiden Gowsby, true freshman, and then Jalen Glaze, like I mentioned. So those are the guys who are at least working it in, getting an understanding for the position, and we'll see if they develop there or if they focus mainly on the cornerback room but it's up there it's there so next we're gonna talk about what this group did statistically but first we have to give you a message a message from the NHTSA you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks a few becomes a few too many and as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out you think of calling for a ride Nah, you live nearby. You can make it home, okay? It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. 
You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of drunk driving. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't, it still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead and get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, so thank you for making Locked on Golden Gophers your first listen when it comes to Gophers sports. I appreciate it. We're going to have a good time this season. It's going to be fun. It's going to be rowdy. It's going to be a good year to be a Gopher fan. Now, overall, I want to talk about the statistics that this group has brought, but also the messages that we have seen and heard from multiple people, coaches, players across the defense that will be a focus for the season. First, let's talk about those statistics. Again, we had the fewest pass yards, top six and fewest pass yards in the country last season with only 181.2 behind Washington, behind Cincinnati, behind Wisconsin, behind Louisiana Lafayette, and behind Liberty. So sixth in the nation with fewest pass yards per game, fifth in the nation for opposing opponents points per game, uh, second in the entire nation, and opponent yards per game, but we were only 98th in interceptions per game last season. So overall, what are these messages that we're hearing from the defensive coaches, that we're hearing from the leaders on the defense this season? Well, first off, the first one is speed, 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 speed. The defense is much faster than it has ever been. That's from them working together this spring, through now, that is the message that we're hearing across the board, is that this is the fastest this defense has ever been. And you can see this. You can see this in their recovery speed that the DBs have been having on the receivers. If they if they separate it all, the recovery speed and getting back to the ball, still getting a PBU. You can see this in the run coverage by the defensive backs, by how quickly the linebackers are filling gaps by how the defensive line is causing pressure up front. You can see this in the camp practices that we have been available for and open to. Even though there are new faces, do not expect a big drop off from this defense. I want to stress that this defense is locked and loaded and ready to go. So speed is fantastic. They are flying around out there and that is going to be a big strength on this defense. Now, another thing that has been stressed is depth. Depth is very key on this team. It's very important on this team, and it's the most that this team has had in P.J. Flex time here, especially on the defensive side of ball. There have been many players that can step in and fill the void at each position defensively, and that is something we haven't seen at this capacity. Now, as we have gone through these positional breakdowns, you've heard about all the guys that are stacked up and at least getting rotational minutes, getting opportunities to flash, opportunities to step up. You, you've heard a lot of guys that I said could get spot start, not spot start, could get spot looks, could get some meaningful snaps. There's a lot of depth here. This is exactly what they're talking about. 
defensive line has about 10 to 11 guys getting large variety of snaps in practice. Lots of rotation. P.J. Fleck has mentioned that there could be new guys starting each week depending on the game plan. Coach Rossi has talked about and mentioned this this defense is built for that type of depth and that the defensive line will see a lot of rotation throughout the year. You've got middle linebacker. You've got Sori Marin who can play great minutes. You've got LeCaptain who can step in there. You've got Finnessy who's out there and able to move around and be effective in that middle linebacker position. You've got the Will linebacker with Braylon Oliver playing a lot of snaps. Cody Lindenberg able to step in there and be a guy when he needs to be and have the opportunity. Finnessy also able to step in with the Will. You've got the Sams with Donald Willis, with Josh Ani. If you really had to get some some snaps, I'm not saying full-on covered, but some stuff with the Sam, you could probably have Flip Dixon step in if you really needed to. The depth is great, that you feel comfortable with that much. On top of the DB depth that we've been talking about for the past two days. This is huge. This is important. But the third thing that is stressed that will need to be a the biggest difference and the thing we need the most this year is to capitalize on forcing turnovers and getting the ball back in the offense's hands sooner. We had a top 10 defense last year in the country, but we were lower tier in interceptions, lower tier in fumble recoveries, and middle tier in sacks. That's got to change this year. And that's something that you would look to be more of a regression towards the mean. So you would look for it to tip up towards the average. Like I said, we were 98th of 130 teams in interceptions per game last year. You would expect that to move up to the 70s, the 60s, more towards the average, but hopefully even higher than that. But you expect a bounce back in more interceptions forced and caused more turnovers forced and caused and so those are the three main points for this defense now though singular production across the safety rooms that is a strong thing and our safeties might not match up person for person right now at the moment as currently given with the top singular safeties in the conference when it comes to the safeties room, I believe that this group is one of the best in the conference, but where would I put them in the conference? We're gonna talk about that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to check on all of your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events. It's the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews of and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online source for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting to scores and podcasts. They've got you covered. So head on to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to learn more about the action that is happening today. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, so we're closing off today's episode with ranks in the conference. I want to get through these quick for y'all. So first, we've got Michigan State. We didn't come in at number one. I can't put us at number one right now. Do we have the potential to be? Yes, this could be the best room in the Big Ten Conference. 
in potential, but we've got to realize that potential before I get them up there. So number one, I've got Michigan State. Henderson is likely the best individual safety in the Big Ten with 96 tackles. He was showing out last year, and his partner in crime returns two with Angelo Gross, uh, who put up 83 tackles next to him. So both those guys let, were some of the leaders in snaps throughout the entire conference as well. Number two, we've got Ohio State. They've got Hickman, who had 99 tackles last year, and put him right up there with Henderson. And then they've got, uh, oh, they put him up there with Henderson and Jair Brown. And then also they've got Ransom, uh, and they're pairing him back. That The pairing of those two together gives them a fairly lethal duo. So those two have rock-solid rooms across the board in their starters. Now, speaking of that, that's where we come in at number three. The pairing of Howden and Newbin are up there as one of the best in the Big Ten. Now, their tackle production might not be as high as some of these other guys, but that's also due to the fact that the Gophers weren't allowing very many passing yards per game. They were only allowing 181 yards per game, whereas your Michigan State saw some of the worst pass yards against in the entire nation. So that's where those tackle numbers start to come a difference because you're relying on the safeties to make sure that the play isn't breaking out for a 20, 30, etc. Like you want them to end that within your first 10 yards, hopefully behind the line of scrimmage, or not behind the line of scrimmage, within the down markers. But the safeties are your last man of defense. So you see them making a lot of tackles if you're giving up a lot of yards and chunk plays. So that's why we're not going to hold that against them. Now, Penn State comes in at four. Jair Brown is a stud, probably debatable between him and Henderson, in my opinion, for best individual safety in the conference. He lost his partner in Brisker, who went to the NFL. So that makes the second guy here a little bit more of a question mark, and that's why I dropped them below those top three schools. Number five is Illinois. They've got Sidney Brown. In a pre- he's a preseason All-Big Ten second team nom. He was honorable mention last season, had 81 tackles, three pass breakups. Six, we've got Rutgers. They've got Avery Young back leading the room. There will probably be a lot of production for him uh, last season he had 77 tackles, and there was some consistency back there for the Scarlet Knights in Young coming back, so that's why I put them up here at 6. 7, we've got Purdue. Honestly, I probably should have put Purdue higher. I'm not going to lie to you. You've got Graham, and Cam- you've got Graham, and then you've got Cam Allen, and both of these guys had 60-plus tackles. Both of these guys combined for six interceptions together honestly they should probably be higher on this list they should at least be in that four to five range but a little disrespect for me my bad purdue folks if you're listening but whatever on to the next one at eight we've got indiana they got jalen williams he's back he had 41 tackles 11 pass breakups so nice and staunchy draped on his receivers breaking up the passes often he was doing it all for the hoosiers and he will look to build on that success in the coming season. Number nine, we've got Wisconsin. They've got Tochiro bringing back some experience. He had four interceptions last year, which was big time for the Badgers. Number 10, they've got, I've got Iowa. They only have one guy back who has started a game whatsoever. And he hasn't, it's not like he was a full-time starter. So lots of unknown for the Iowa group. And that's why I've got them at 10. Even though they're one of the best defenses in the country, that safety room is nothing 
too special at the moment. 11, I've got Michigan. They lost both Hill and Hopkins from last year, their starters. I could be low on them here, but they need major steps for multiple people, so they're lower. Nebraska lost both starters, so they come in at 12. Maryland has new two new starters, so they're 13, and then 14 is Northwestern. That's going to do it for us on today's episode. That is the official closing of the positional breakdowns. Tomorrow's episode, we're going to talk travel roster. I'm going to give you the details of kind of what that travel roster means, and then we're going to take a guess, our best shot at who is going to be on that travel roster if we had to pick it today. We'll see how it lines up with the first actual travel roster, which won't come until week four. So we're going to take a stab at it tomorrow. That's going to do it for us on Locked On Golden Gophers. I appreciate you listening. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and I will see you tomorrow.